So, welcome back. Thank you guys for joining us for another sash. How are we feeling tonight? Hopefully good. Hopefully we are sparking up another joint. Ripping a bullski. Popping an edible. I don't know. Whatever. Popping an edible. <laughs> like it's Molly. You popping an edible, kid? You can eat an edible. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, regardless of your favorite route of uh, consumption... Thank you for joining us. And thank you guys so much for the support on that first episode. Uh, I'm just so over the moon with excitement. And I just want to take a quick second to express how grateful I am for your support. Like if I have 10 people listening, that is more than enough for me. So thank you guys so much. But I do have a question for you, Brendan. Mm -hmm. How much history do you know of cannabis? Not enough. <laughs> so I think it's important to know just some fun facts okay. of history. I took a cannabis course, and uh -huh. I think that's just interesting. Okay. Are you yawning already? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm tired. But let's. It's ten forty two when we're recording this. Like I'm tired, but I am interested. <laughs> the honesty is just what I'm not gonna sit here and be like, yeah, I'm so upbeat because I, you know, had a cough. I did not have any coffee. I am. Ready to record. I am happy we're here, but I may silently yawn a few times. Sure and that thing. That is not in my control. I apologize. All right. Well, if you're watching this at night and you're sleepy like Brendan, hopefully my soothing voice, that was some of the feedback I got. I have a soothing voice. So hopefully my soothing voice will put you into a deep slumber. So when do you think the oldest record of cannabis use? was 5,000 years ago. You're correct. Holy. Oh my God. I'm a God. It's almost like we recorded this once before. Nope. I just knew that one. <laughs> so yes, it actually was. And the Chinese emperor 5,000 years ago was chewing on cannabis stems mm -hmm. and seeds mm -hmm. to get medicinal usage. Right on. So he was our first medicinal king. Round of applause. Yeah. And uh, the Chinese at that time were actually the first known smokers on record because cool. they would burn cannabis during funeral ceremonies. Right on. So that's super freaking cool, too. So then, yeah, cannabis spread from China all the way over to India and the Middle East. And then it made its way down to Mexico and Mexico brought it to us. So thank you, Mexico. Yeah. Another Thanks, round of applause. Mexico. Yeah, for a we lot of great that. things. For your food, for your culture. Specifically for tacos. Backup. Marijuana. <laughs> and marijuana. Yeah, Backup absolutely. Marijuana. And tequila. And tequila. Tequila's awesome. About tequila. Staple. Uh, mm. But yeah, so then Mexico brings it here. and I smell trouble. Now we're in the U.S. I smell trouble. By the time Mexico brings it here, they're already shutting down. The, they're regulating marijuana here, right? Boo. But it wasn't always that way. Aww. So <laughs> We could have been better. We could have been so much better. In 1619, there was a law passed by the Virginia Assembly that required colonists to actually grow i'm curious is that colonists within virginia 
Because we didn't have independence until right. 1776-ish. So it had to have been. So it had to have been like a, a, it had to have been a Virginia law in and of itself. Right. Because at that time they were all independent states making their own laws. Yeah. Under, or colonies. So then I'm assuming, yes, that would have been just for Virginia. Virginia, because they had a huge, they, they could grow pot like wildfire out in Virginia. Oh, I'm sure. The, the soil is probably great for it. Oh, I'm sure. Huh. Yeah, so they they passed this law. They were growing it. It was regulated. They wanted they wanted it for mm -hmm. textiles, ropes, super great. clothing. It's super versatile. Yeah, absolutely. Use it for everything. Genius. And then, and then turn the page, and things got bad. 1930. We have Harry J. Anslinger. He doesn't deserve to have his name said correctly, even mm. if you butchered it. Exactly. This guy, major jerk alert. <laughs> jerk alert! <laughs> we hate this dude, guys. He is the director of the FBN, the Federal Bureau of Narcotics. And he basically starts the reefer madness propaganda. He's out there. Spreading lies. Spreading lies. Propaganda. He's saying things like marijuana is the most violence causing drug in the history of mankind. He also said that no one will ever know when they put a marijuana cigarette to their lips whether they're going to become a musical, a music, <laughs> a joyous reveler in music heaven, a calm philosopher or a murderer. So he's he's making it real bad, guys. Yeah. <laughs> bad like news bears. Like, There's a 30% chance you can really be into music. 30% chance you can, I forget the second one. Philosopher. Be a philosopher. And a 30% chance you could straight up murder somebody. Right. Like, he's like, hey, this thing is really great. But also. But there's a chance you might murder someone. And... I just want to put a poll out there. Can you guys let me know if there's ever been a time when you've used cannabis where you felt that you wanted to murder someone? No. No. No, not that I can tell. In fact, if I've, I'd never want to murder people, but if I ever feel like, oh my God, I want to, oh, I wish I could just murder this person, and I smoke. I'd feel so much better. I'd feel so much better. I'm like, that was silly. Anyway, this guy is the primary supporter of the Marijuana Tax Act, and he starts... Do you know what the Marijuana Tax Act is? No. It basically made it illegal to possess or sell marijuana. Oh, rude. Yeah, this guy said no no drugs. He said same Going in drugs. or out. Dare program. <laughs> yeah, he said stamp approval dare. <laughs> he, he basically is the king of dare. He's like, here's... This thing can be beautiful... The OG McGruff, the crime dog. It could be beautiful. Or it could suck. <laughs> Do this choice, but you can't own it or sell it anyway. And this guy hated that Mexicans were bringing marijuana to the U.S. And we hate him. We hate him. The, the laws that we had for years in our lifetime were literally created because this guy said marijuana was literally equivalent to heroin and cocaine. 
that's why today marijuana is still listed as a Schedule One drug. It had been used for years medicinally. It had been used for years as a like spirit. thousands of years. That, yes, thousands of years for like spiritual practices, for healing. Mm-hmm. And then he just went, nope, if the Mexicans are bringing it, it's bad. The Mexicans using it, it's bad news bears. Right. So I think that it's important just to kind of know where cannabis started here. And why it was illegal, because I feel like understanding that in itself will better help us understand the stigma that so many people have today. That deep rooted. It's deep rooted racism. That's and also it was. A natural plant that they then listed as a schedule one drug because they just didn't want us to have it because Mexicans were bringing it here. When at one point we, we wanted to grow it. it. Yeah. And the whole world was using it for many different reasons. And old, old dudes had to screw everything up. They said, no more fun. No more fun. No. 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 <laughs> Look at me. If you're having fun, I'm taking it. I'm taking it away. You got, you got a toy train? Mine. Yeah. You got weed? Mine. Right. Which is like, now my question for you as not to call out the elephant in the room, a white man. Oh yeah, I'm a white dude. <laughs> oh, we, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't hear that from the everything about me. Have you ever had situations in your cannabis journey where you feel like, oh fuck, I'm you know smoking or whatever, and I'm I'm gonna get in trouble? Yeah, I think everyone does. I actually get arrested for weed for weed once. Um, oh, I, it was college. Um, I got pulled over on campus and I, I hadn't smoked like for the record. Mm-hmm. I was not, I went into my car, started driving cause I was going to go off campus to get a pack of cigarettes. And I <clears throat> drove around the campus because I'd forgotten my wallet. So I like the way Lewis was, was that they were all, there's one big road connected to the campus. It was not easy to like pull around into certain areas. So I had to pull out of my dorm. Long story short, a cop followed me and pulled me over when I was trying to just go back to get my ID. Mm-hmm. And he pulled me out of the car because he, he's like, it smells like cannabis in here. I was like, I smoke in my car, but like I wasn't at the time like smoking actively. Everything was away under my seat in like a first aid kit that I had fashioned as like a box. <laughs> and smart. yeah, it was pretty smart. And that's what he said too when he pulled it out. He's like, oh, that's pretty clever. And then threw it all in the grass. Um, but pulled me out of the car, put me in the riot cuffs and like laid me on the ground, like face down. And then pulled everything out of my car, everything out of my truck. Opened the toolbox, even though it's locked. Opened it up through ev- like just tossing shit for you can't my I had like two inch I had a Ziploc bag which like maybe two inch by two inch maybe maybe less than a gram yeah I don't even think a, a gram would fit in that it was it was less than a gram yeah and did he think that you were like selling oh, 
he was trying to get me on everything. Oh, I'm sure. He was trying to get me on anything he could. I had a trench knife in the, tucked in the toolbox. He pulled that out and was like, that's illegal to own. I was like, what am I going to do with it? It's tucked underneath a box in my locked toolbox. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's tucked away. And I'm like, this dude tried to put me, like, teach me a lesson. Because he said it several times. He's like, I don't want to come down so hard on you. Usually I'm a nice guy. But I just have to teach you a lesson about marijuana. About marijuana. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, the plant that next year is, is is legalized. Like, literally was legalized the next year. Yeah. And um, so I went through a whole court procedure. Like, literally. And then I got off because he, the reason he pulled me over, and his words in court were, I thought he was doing something wrong. And the judge went, you thought or you could prove that he was doing something wrong. And, and the guy was went, I thought. Judge went, case is missed. Wow. Because you can't think someone's doing something wrong. And you have to have fact you have in have, court. You have to have evidence. Yeah. Now that it is legal, you need, and you're like, oh, I'm going to go to this, you know, gathering and I'm going to smoke, whatever. And then yeah. I need to go back home. Yeah. But you're not smoking all of your stuff and, you know, whatever. And you need to transport it. By law, everything that's in your car is supposed to be locked up, sealed. Like your packaging from your your cannabis is supposed to be sealed, which mm. is how they apparently are. They can tell, obviously, if it's a dispensary or if yeah. it's off the street. That's that. But they also can tell if you know you're you're smoking. Which now I guess they can't try if you if you just if smell of like, weed. If it smells like weed, I guess they can't like search your vehicle. But, but if you have this. a lockbox. And it's locked and put in the backseat of your car. I think that is the safest way to transport it. Or in the trunk. Or in, Yes, or in the trunk. Specifically I think the trunk would be the yeah, best place. Because truthfully, I, I of course, I'm not in law enforcement. But, like, realistically, it's not an open case. It, it's locked. It's put it's away. It's in the trunk. Right. The, the, the argument would be I can't be smoking and driving. Because it's locked in my trunk. Right. Who could grab that? A wizard? <laughs> then he's like, well, I have a test to find out if you're a wizard. <laughs> Do some magic. And you just start juggling chainsaws. He's like, oh, you're fine. Get out of here, kid. Scram. Scram. Get out of here, kid. But no, I, I really do think that to this day... Brown people and black people are targeted or were targeted. Oh, absolutely. For cannabis issues over white people. Oh, yeah. Like, I have had friends who are white, like, 100% walk in the place, you know, like a festival or a concert with weed on them, nothing. Mm-hmm. But, like, well, just look at the staggering rate of incarceration, inc- incarceration versus like right minority groups and white people just for possession. Right, like it is a staggering number. I'm sure it I is. don't have the number. I can't quote it, but I know in my heart of hearts, most most drug incarcerations are minorities. Minorities, yeah, yeah, I knew they're that. mostly I black could've, men and, and been Mexican America, men or Hispanic men here. Yeah. And then like, yep, I know that. 
Which is also why if you guys do go over to my Instagram in my bio, I have a link to the last prisoners project. And that is a organization that I strongly support and I hold near and dear to my heart. I do not believe, and this is on record, and I'm very strongly on this. I believe that if I am currently selling marijuana, cannabis, reefer, whatever you want to call it, legally in my state, and there's still people that are in prison for nonviolent drug charges for selling the same drug that I'm selling, they should be let go. And their records should be cleared. Expungement. Expungement. Please. No, sincerely, we need to talk about this because it's like there are so many good things to the cannabis industry and there's so many bad things. And this is one that I feel very strongly about. We should not have men in prison cells losing time with their family and their kids and, you know, their lives over weed. We're all happily enjoying it. And there is, we can do something about it. We can educate ourselves. We can donate. We can share resources. Um, I think the biggest thing is just bringing up in conversation and making sure that we are holding higher ups accountable and getting these guys out of prison. I'm just getting choked up over here. You, I mean, uh, you emotional? A little bit. Dude, so am I. It's a touching subject. Absolutely, man. Me too. I feel I the same. Tears in my eyes. Look oh at my me. god. Beautiful. It's a, it's a beautiful it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, but if you could guys go over and check out that Instagram link and Last do Prisoner some research. Project? Yes. Last Prisoner Project. I believe that they have a website. Probably a dot org, right? I, I the website, I'm unsure. They have of. the website. They have the website, but you can find their Instagram can, page with the link to their website from my Instagram page if you go to the link. Yeah. Am I high? Easy enough. <laughs> or Google it. Or Google Cindy Smoke Circle. Either way, guys, I appreciate it. Hey, Brendan, I have a question. Yeah. What is your current favorite strain? Sativa, indica? It doesn't matter. Oh, I didn't think to pick one. I'll let you pick two of your favorite strains right, right now. Well, my favorite sativa is Bear Dance sativa or is that an indica? Damn, you picked mine. You can have the same answer. Okay. I'm sure you can I'm sure you're gonna run into that sometimes. I like Bear Dance. I've re, i it was green crack before, but Bear Dance is like a better version of that, so Awesome. Do you have another one? Or do you want to pick green what was crack? Afternoon Delight was another solid one. Or what was the... I know it's hard. <laughs> Orange Soda was good. Orange Soda was good. Um, I can't remember. It wasn't Glazed Donut. It was, I, it's hard to remember which ones we've, we've had at this point. Right. Um, we smoke a lot. Especially because I prefer sativas. So I always remember my sativas that I like better. Um, what about you? I can't think of an indica I like. 
I want to showcase tropical runs for a second. If you guys are looking for a very flavorful. Oh, yeah, it was super tasty. Tropical runs is bursting with like a nice lemony flavor. Bursting with lemony flavor. (laughs) Tropical runs. I just like the way you said. I'm not making fun of you. I really enjoy the way you said bursting with flavor because the minute you said that, I was like, she's so right. It was literally the most flavorful weed I've smoked in a very long time. Do you like weed that's bursting with flavor? Oh, heavens to Betsy, I do. Well, then I'll tell you what, partner. You better get right on down to your local dispensary and pick up some tropical runs. Boy, howdy, I will. Do you know who curates that one? No. Cultivates? Grows? <laughs> curates like Cura- a museum. You know, yeah. <laughs> Do you know who grows that weed? No. Well, I'll tell you. It's Columbia Care. Only the freshest, greenest buds from Columbia Care. Nice. That was my promo for that. They don't sponsor me or anything. I don't, but they should have I for literally, that weed. Damn. Yeah. I got like. I want to go buy it now. Dispensary <laughs> closed. We'll I, find one that's open. No, there's like none. But I, I do want to say that I don't have any any sponsors or anything like that. So I'm not just promoting. So, you know, she's just throwing it out there if anyone wants to sponsor this podcast. <laughs> I'm available. We are available for discussion. <laughs> I'm very professional. <laughs> I think so, but I'm biased. I'll do another read for another one of my favorite strains. Do you like parties? Yeah. Do you like laughing? <laughs> do you do you like having a great time all the time? Boy, do I. Are you about to sell me cocaine? No. Bear dance is for you. Is bear dance a magical weed? It sure as hell is, partner. Wow. <laughs> bear dance is perfect for you if you like to get groovy and saucy. <laughs> This is better than cocaine. I told you the right, partner. Buy Bear Dance from your local dispensary today. In all seriousness, Bear Dance is Bear Dance is phenomenal. Amazing. Literally every Cart form, every form, but every single bud tender that I work with that's tried Bear Dance is like, yes, it doesn't stay on our shelves; it flies it off. It flies off every time I've tried to get it; it's gone. So Bear Dance uh, originally was grown by Revolution, and Revolution is a premium cannabis brand that is one of my favorites, but they're very expensive. And a lot of people stopped buying because they couldn't afford it. They didn't want to spend the $65 for an eighth. It's so expensive. It is expensive. And then if you get a pre-roll pack, they're 45 bucks. That's a, that's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. So... Revolution said, you know what? We're going to make a budget brand called Tales and Travels. And this is going to be our, you know, a few really good popular strains that people love at a lower cost. And that means you guys could get an eighth of Bear Dance for $40. I love it. That's cheaper than Rhythm. It's so cheap. It's cheaper than Cresco. That's honestly even cheaper than Nature's Grace. And 
it's premium flour. It's still grown by revolution. Like, are you kidding me? So if you like sativas and you like having a good time, sincerely go try Bear Dance. It's phenomenal. I would also recommend. I could use some Bear Dance right now. Hell yeah, partner. All right, guys. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us for another podcast. And we are going to see you guys. Well, we won't see you. We're on a podcast. We're seeing you in our hearts. In our hearts. We know who most of the <laughs> listeners are, so we see you in our minds every time we, do. we step up to your microphone. Love you guys. Stay high.